Hello and welcome to another episode of Two Guys and a Chainsaw. I'm Todd. And I'm Craig. And today we have a very special guest with us. Uh, say hello to the people, Andres. Hello, everyone. Pleasure to be here in the show once again. Andres is a great friend of our, of mine uh, here in Beijing, and uh, we actually had him uh, with us on a one of our minisodes that we did for our patrons. We did two minisodes, actually, talking about the Last of Us miniseries. And Andres, being a gamer like me and a fan of the show like me and Craig, um, all got together for our patrons and recorded a couple minisodes about that. So if you're interested in listening to that, pop on over to patreon.com slash chainsaw podcast and find out how you, too, can be a patron of the show. So, commercial aside, <laughs> we had so much fun with Andre, so we decided to have him join us for a regular podcast here, and he got to pick the movie for us this week. And the film that we are doing is The Nun from 2018. Andres, what made you decide for us to watch The Nun this week? I, I gotta tell you, like, for me, I, I've seen many, many characters that they are very iconic on, in, in horror movies, but for some reason, The Nun really made me give me the the, the 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 scares. I collect little toys with with from characters, you know, like I got Pennywise, I got a oh, really? head. Yeah. And and from NECA or the brand NECA. And the only character that I am that I don't dare to collect, at least not yet, is precisely the nun. Because <laughs> I still find him so scary that that even, I mean, it doesn't matter about the movies. It's just the character itself. Like, I don't know if it's because of, if he's because he's a nun, and then there is like some, you know, like something related to, 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 the, to the religion that is something that is so vivid and so excellent that it's always there. That makes me feel that it's, that it's too scary. <laughs> and, I, and I cannot even have it as a toy. I don't even know how people can have like like posters in the room of the nun. I mean, <laughs> I mean, I got it. I know a friend of mine. He he actually got a poster of the of the of the film. You know, like the headshot of the nun. And then when you turn off the light, the eyes they glow. Oh my uh. god! Imagine how creepy is that? No. <laughs> He just wants to punish himself, this friend. No, man, this is... Or maybe he's trying to keep his wife and kids out of the room. Who knows? <laughs> wow. So yeah. Anyway, so so yeah. I think I think it's, it's it's the time to to talk a little bit about the nun because we have seen the nun in in in, in previous movies. Anyway, it's from the from the Conjuring series. Yeah, I had never actually seen the Conjuring Part Two. Yet, believe it or not, I've, I've okay. been, I, that's a movie that I've tried to start like two or three times and for whatever reason got pulled away and never got to, to start it off. I think she at least shows up in the second one and maybe in Annabelle as well. That's also in the Conjuring universe. Uh, yeah, and, and I think I read that supposedly in the Conjuring one, um, the Warren woman, whatever her name is has a, a really, really scary vision. And even though we don't see it, supposedly in the universe, that was supposed to have something to do with the nun too. So oh, supposedly the convenient. nun has been... Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> well, they, they, they even... They, they backtrack on the story because they show clips from The Conjuring 2 in this movie, but they replace the original actor with an actor in this movie. So like they're really working hard to uh, tie uh, all these things together. Push it all together. They, they pulled a George Lucas on it, didn't they? Yes, wow. they, did, they did. They did. <laughs> wow, they, they, are, they have been doing it. There is how many films related from the, from the universe? I think it's like six or seven 
if not more. A bunch. A bunch of them, and they are somehow connected. You got, I mean, there is one that is uh, uh, La Llorona, that is like uh, one of yes. those Latino American. I didn't know that. Uh, like, it was actually connected to them. Well, obviously, when, when you watch the, 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 the movie, then you realize, you start connecting the dots. But even La Llorona made it to the Conjuring universe. That's crazy. Yeah, one of those legends from Latin America that is in every country in Latin America. <laughs> and they made it there, so... Yeah. Well, uh, I've I, I seen it all. I've seen it all. For um, Some of them might be yeah, a little bit, let's say, boring. Some of mm. those are really good, in my opinion. But yeah, I mean, they are cre- they, they really created a universe about it, and I'm sure like, they are going to continue like milking that, that cow. Oh, God, yeah, I think so. This is the highest grossing of all of them and the least critically acclaimed. It's crazy. Yeah. Well, it's That's not crazy. True. That's pretty typical for horror sometimes. Sometimes the most, you know, the best grossing movies are not as widely critically received. But I don't even think the general public, I don't know. It, you depend, do you count really what Rotten Tomatoes says, you know, when they talk about the audience-o-meter versus the critic-o-meter? Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know. Sometimes. I, <laughs> maybe in this case. I do know that, you know, when we were talking about the Conjuring universe, the, the, the original Conjuring, the first two films, and the whole universe really is based around this, uh, the Warrens, right, who were these real-life... Yeah, those are real characters. Yeah, real-life paranormal investigators. And so, you know, they wrote some books, and they have, you know, many different stories and artifacts to tell. And so it's kind of ripe material for doing a a controversy or whatever. But this, I think, is the only movie so far in the series that's not really, that's completely made up by the the writers and directors and not related to anything the Warrens actually did in real life. Mm, I don't know if it's the only one, but it is one of them. Like, there is there is a real Annabelle doll and there's real lore behind that. And um, yes, the first couple of movies were about, you know, real life cases. And um, they've alluded to... Amityville, which the Warrens were involved with. They haven't done that movie, and I don't know if they will. And and The Curse of La Llorona is, you know, uh, a myth or a cultural uh, folklore-type thing. I don't know. The the most recent one, I think, was called, like, The Devil Made Me Do It or something. I don't remember what it was. Of the Conjurer. Yeah, yeah, it's called like that, The the Devil Made... Which is also based in a real story. Was it? I didn't know. Yes, it was based on a real story, and there is because after I watched this movie, I obviously, as usual, I will just go to internet and say, "This, this gotta be real because of you know all this the conjuring universe." Mm-hmm. And yeah, there is this serial killer or whatever that that keeps saying that all the time, like the devil made me made me do it. So huh. yeah, they they took elements from there from from a real story. I see. I, as you say, like yeah, the nun. I don't. I don't think that there is. Besides many of the of the elements that they use in the movie, that they are of course from real lore. Sure, sure. But, but not related. But not related to the original characters, to the right. Lorraine and Ed. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Craig, I'd never seen this before. How about you? I told you. You texted me. This is what we're doing, and you were like, "Have you seen it?" And I said, "Yeah, I've seen it, and I don't remember anything about it." <laughs> which is usually not a great sign. Not a good sign. Um, so yeah, I had seen it. But that, that that sometimes means that, you know, this was playing while you were grading papers at school, and so you were only yeah. paying attention. <laughs> I don't know. I like these movies. I like the Conjuring movies. I think I've seen them all. I don't know. There's several Annabelle movies. I don't know if I've seen them all. I think I have. But I, I like the series in general. I wasn't a big fan of The Devil Made Me Do It. I don't remember much about it either. 
Um, so, you know, I went, oh, and I really like Teza Farmiga uh, a lot. Oh, she's great. I like her a lot. Uh, she was the star of one of our favorite movies that we've mm. ever done. Yes. Um, the Final Girls. Ugh. Don't make me cry, Craig. <laughs> <laughs> and she was also in two or three seasons of American Horror Story. She was in the first season, and she was in Coven, and I think she reprised her role from Coven in a later season. Um, I really like her. I hate this movie. <laughs> <laughs> I hate it. I was angry watching it. <laughs> oh, you were rage watching this movie, huh? Yeah, I hate it. it uh, <laughs> the thing that I hate about it is that it's Scary Nun, Scary Castle, Hot Comic Relief Guy, boom, that's it. That's yeah. the whole f***ing movie. <laughs> and it makes me really mad. It, it was very predictable. Very predictable. Oh, God, was it predictable? Yeah. Yeah, I mean... There was nothing to it. There's no plot to this movie. Like, there's a, there's a scary nun. Let's investigate. Oh, yeah, there's a scary nun. They're more creepy Jump nuns. scare, jump scare, jump scare. Hot comic relief guy. Jump scare, jump scare. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> I, I have to say, I was really... Um, after a while, I thought, how many cliches can you put in here? Oh, you know? man. Oh, the person looking in the mirror. And, oh, okay, there's going to be a nun behind her in the mirror. Yep, sure enough, there she is. How many times did she approach a praying nun? And we knew that that wasn't actually going to be a praying nun. Oh, but they it's a don't, corpse. It's a whatever. They refuse to investigate that any further. Oh, it just <laughs> infuriates me. Like, they, they walk into this ridiculously run-down castle convent whatever it is that looks like it's been uninhabited for centuries and there's just this nun kneeling there praying who refuses to face them has their back to them the whole time and they just accept that like that's okay you don't have to look at us this isn't weird or spooky at all and and then there's this lurking nun all the goddamn time, like just every every <laughs> out of the turn, blue, out of the nun, blue comes out. Yeah. There's a nun just lurking, like in the background, and they'll see it like sneak around a corner. And there's one part where Teza Farmiga is following this lurking nun around, and she keeps going like, "Hey, sister, hey," and like this nun leads her to Helen back. <laughs> and she just she just keeps following her. Like I would be like, uh, could you stop? Like I'm talking to you. Hello. <laughs> no, she's hey, excuse me, excuse me. Oh my god. It drove me nuts. When Father Burke leaves the castle and he's chasing after this like boy who looks suspiciously like this boy from his past, and he doesn't call out a single word to it. <laughs> yeah, he just randomly running around. Ah, that that's one of those glitches as well. Like yeah. this this boy that I don't know why they have to put a zombie boy there when they already have like a like a scary enough character. But they had a bunch of just random stuff that is definitely not needed. I I gotta tell you, like I I thought that this movie, or at least the character itself, the nun, they could have done something very cool about it because, as I say, I I think this character is. Iconic is scary, mm. but this movie was not. I thought yeah. this, right. this at some points it feels like an adventure movie more than a horror movie. Mm. Yeah, I totally agree with you that the character is scary, and they could have done something cool with the character, and hopefully they will in part two because yep. part two is in pre-production. Mm. But Valak, the demon who takes on this nun's you know persona or whatever is scary and was really scary 
in The Conjuring 2. Like, the nun in The Conjuring 2, super scary. Right. Here, not at all. Not at all. Just a scary nun that just pops up every once in a while. It looks like a like a viral video of a scare show or something. Like, ah, scary nun. Like, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> like you're getting rickrolled by this nun through the whole movie, right? Yes! <laughs> well... There also, I have a lot of questions about the plot and why any of this is happening at all. Because it starts out with this Abbey in Romania. And by the way, if I'm going to say good things about this movie, all right, number one, we've already established the nun is freaky as hell as a character. Number two, the atmosphere was on its own really, really Halloween. It was just utterly creepy up one side and down the other every time it's dark outside there's smoke creeping along the ground and crosses hanging and shadows and stuff this castle in romania in romania yeah yeah this convent that they um you know in the movie is an actual castle in uh, romania it's called the uh, corbin castle Cor- corvin castle corvin castle um, which is supposed to be a, a monastery a past monastery called the san carta monastery but the San Carta Monastery is actually in ruins. So then they mm. actually pick up this castle that looks... And that is in, is in Romania, precisely in Transylvania. Transylvania, yeah, you're it's right. It's in Transylvania. Right. It's in Transylvania. Mm. So right. just to add a little bit more to the myth and to the... That's what I'm saying. Like You, you put all these things together and you're like, okay, they are going to come up with something pretty cool. Uh-huh. Uh, but okay, yeah. let's carry on with the, the, the cool things, Todd. Carry on. <laughs> no, no, you're right. It, it looks beautiful. It's shot beautifully. I mean, it, it shows it its budget. It most, if not all of it, is shot on locations. The exterior filming is, is all very beautiful. Like, I don't have any complaints about that. The acting isn't bad. No. I don't know. Like, I liked the acting. And don't get me wrong. The comic relief guy, Frenchie, super charming, super cute. I totally liked him. It was just such a corny inclusion into the movie. It was. And and, and Taza Farmiga, again, I love her. I think she's miscast in this movie. I don't know. She feels too young and too yeah. wide-eyed. Like, I, I don't buy her as being strong enough to deal with this on her own oh, right. um, and and it drives me nuts and it shouldn't I know that it shouldn't but it drives me nuts that she looks so much like her sister Vera Farmiga that you have to assume that there's some sort of familial connection between them I thought that's what they were trying to do no, according to the trivia and stuff, no, there's not the, the director was even hesitant to cast her in the movie because the two of them are related, but he was so amazed by her audition that he that he just had to cast her. Oh. But then at the end, like I can only imagine that people who may not know that Taysa Farmiga and Vera Farmiga are sisters, they in the very, very last scene where they cut back to the Warrens in the future and they're showing this footage from the Conjuring Two, but they've they've changed it um, to insert Frenchie into it. They show a still of Vera Farmiga as a younger woman screaming, and it looks exactly like Taysa Farmiga. Like, yeah. how could you miss it? Yeah, they're yeah. not they're they're creating no distance there. They've got one shot. Boom is uh, her is. Um, Vera Farmiga, and then boom, another shot is Tessa Farmiga, and it, you know, it looks like the filmmakers trying to draw some distinction. Like I thought, oh well, maybe in the Nun too, there's going to be a some literal connection, like she's her ancestor or something like. Yeah, that. I, I, I was thinking something like this. I was trying to make some numbers there. I was thinking maybe, maybe Vera Farmiga was 
was, I mean, the, the not, not the not, this young noun was like the younger self. Mm -hmm. But I was like, okay, the numbers, they don't connect here because that was supposed to happen like in 1952. And then when we see her on the, at the country, that's in like in the 70s. So, yeah. but yeah, maybe, maybe like somebody from the past and, and she also has these visions. Mm -hmm. Right, right. Which ne right. we never really saw. Which, yeah, yeah. which... Which Elizabeth Warren has too, the visions, yeah. That's right, exactly. So then you are like, maybe she's like the grandmother. She decided not to be a nun. She's and a then, nun! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean if you, remember that she she wants to be a nun. So then she wasn't really ordained till, uh, can we do a spoils here or not? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, sure. yeah, who cares? Yeah, so so then, <laughs> nobody really cares. So so she'll actually get ordained by, by, by the priest. But then at the end, it's supposed, according to the to the tradition, like if you get ordained as a nun, you cannot take out the habit anymore. Right. You need to right. dress as a nun. And then at the end of the movie, she's just wearing normal clothes again. So mm. maybe she was thinking like, okay, well, I don't want to be nun. This was a little bit too too scary or it was too intense <laughs> for me. And I just don't want to be a nun anymore. I will have children and then she will have better farming in the future. <laughs> <laughs> not only in that final scene is she wearing normal clothes but she's wearing much more modern and trendy clothes than she's True. worn in, in any other part of the movie True. like even before you know she's a novice or whatever you call them in the beginning and so she wears like a white habit she's she's not ordained but even when you see her in her civvies you know she's wearing like very very modest clothes um and, and that's not to say that her clothes in the end aren't modest but she's wearing a short skirt and yeah uh, i don't not, know it's all very confusing not none attire well the whole movie's a little confusing i think uh, yeah. uh, my questions go back to the very first well there would be i guess the second scene because i think the first scene is this flashback to the conjuring we get the abbey in romania and these <laughs> these ladies are walking down an almost laughably creepy corridor. In it's um, freaking foggy in there. What? It's foggy what? inside. Yeah, the corridor. More, more foggy that it should be. It almost looked like a like a one of like this video from from Michael Jackson that there is some yeah. something there. You know, like there is fog coming out. Okay, fog inside the castle. That there is there is there is. There is candles around. There shouldn't be any fog. And then there is fog in the castle. I don't know, man. I was thinking, you know, Universal does these Halloween horror nights. Yeah. And by God, if they haven't done a haunted house you can walk through based on the nun, they need to. Because this movie is chock full of it. This corridor with the smoke. And then they have like a thousand crosses hanging from the ceiling and coming out of the floor down this long corridor to a door that says, God ends here. And these two nuns are standing there looking very nervous. And one of them has a freaky key that they have to open the door for. And she says, you know, we have to do this. So she opens the door. She goes into the darkness. And of course, there's some screaming. And she reaches out. And she's a little bloody. And she says, this evil needs a vessel to escape. It will come after you next. Don't let it have you. You know what you must do. I can't. And not even God can save <laughs> And so this nun grabs the key, runs upstairs to a room, and uh, in a very dramatic scene, leaps out and hangs herself from the top floor of this abbey, which is, again, it's all very dramatic. I mean, it's a great setup, I think. But then as the movie goes on, and I go back to the scene over and over again, and by the end of the movie, I'm like, why did they ever f***ing open that door in the first place? Right. Why were they going in there? I don't get it. Like, I guess. Okay. So they kind of explain it later that 
This is during World War Two. I thought this took place in the fifties, so that doesn't it even took make place, sense. Well, this was just yeah. after World War Two, I think. Okay, so they said that the bombing from the war reopened this gate that some other priests had previously sealed with some ancient relic that contained the blood of Christ. Come on. Okay. This is the stupidest thing I've ever heard in my entire life. I'm telling you. In my entire life, it's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. This is the Indiana Jones reference that I was talking about, Todd. Mm. Like, seriously, like, there is the relic that you need to do something, and that is, she got this vision about the virgin, and then, oh, oh, Mary points the way, and then you see a virgin <laughs> with a finger pointing, and there is a light coming out of the finger. <laughs> the light coming from the finger. <laughs> pointing to a, to, a, to a door that literally says, there is something inside here, put the, the, the freaking key, and then, then you... <laughs> It's supposed to be hidden there forever, and then they open it, and then it's just like clean, so golden, so pure. <laughs> not even, not even some 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 spider nets. Nothing. It's just like. And she uh, hears that Mary points the way thing, like at the beginning of the movie, and there's that statue of Mary pointing. Pointing. But it, it never occurs to her until later. When it's convenient. Right. This thing that haunted her as a child, right, has to be reminded of it by the priest who told her the story, who she told the story to once, right? Uh, <laughs> it's I'm so with this. dumb. It's pretty, it's pretty crazy. Now, to be fair, like, you know, the church has relics, right? The church They has, don't have any relics of Christ. Like, well, uh, oh, I mean, have the, they do. Blood. They have, like, there's a place that supposedly... There, has, may, there may be splinters of the cross. There may mm-hmm. be places that claim to have splinters of the cross. But there can't. There are no relics of Christ. Christ was ascended body and soul to but heaven. But not like his fingernail clipping or something like that before no. he left? Nothing and like that? And certainly not an Easter egg full of blood. There is a Which blood, is though. what they have. There's a blood of Christ relic. I'm going to Google this right now. I'm pretty sure there is. Well, it's a lie. You know, like, (laughs) now that you mention about it, like, think about the relic itself, how big it was. It was like the size of a, like, like Like a a Fabergé egg. Like a dog egg. Yeah. Yeah, like a Fabergé egg. And then inside there is a little, a little vessel, like, like with with some blood on it, but very little, very little. I got to ask you guys, thinking about, because I, I like when the movies, they connect the points and the dots and, and, and it makes sense. How in the world she could suck that blood from that little oh God. vial? Underwater. And then, underwater. Underwater. And what, then, did she bite through the glass? Yeah, through the glass. I don't know how she did that. And then throw it to the demon, but it was like a massive amount. I don't know how she, yeah. where she got <laughs> so much blood on her mouth. <laughs> To melt the shit out of the demon. I mean, ah, these things—they really piss me off. I I saw. I remember when I when I saw when I saw this. I was like, oh come on, no, no, no. And not. I mean, it's it's a movie, so you have to suspend your disbelief. And it's not to say that that wasn't satisfying. I mean, I saw it coming a mile away when Taza Farmiga spit the blood in the demon's face. Like I saw it coming. That's fine. It was satisfying, but no, it doesn't make any kind of logical sense. Todd, I was going to concede to you that Catholics believe that when you bless wine it literally becomes the blood of Christ. I'm aware so of that but that could be what they're talking about I looked it up in Bruges in Belgium there is a basilica of the holy blood and they supposedly have or well they have a relic that is supposed to be a cloth with the blood of Jesus on it so it's not in a vial but uh, it's, it's, it's called the I 
the yeah, Turi, is it the one there's a couple shrouds that are supposedly are stained with blood, like the Sudarium of, of Oviedo, which is yeah. similar to the Shroud of Turin. Right, um, Shroud of Yeah, Turin the Shroud of Turin. That's the one that I was talking, that I thinking of. Fine, mm. whatever. It's stupid. There are no Fabergé eggs filled with Christ's blood just laying around. <laughs> well, well, I'm completely fresh. <laughs> Here's what I don't get. The way I interpret this is okay so as you said the backstory is that this guy um opened a portal to hell in the basement of this castle the guy who built the castle that was his whole purpose he was like trying to summon demons and shit and he did and you know it's, he opened this gate to hell and blah 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 but then uh, the people came in uh from the crusades or whatever and uh, sealed it with the relic they happened to have on them by dropping a, a drop of blood on it and then that sealed it and then of course uh they killed him and then the church took over the castle and turned it into a abbey an abbey, yeah. Where the nuns in the abbey keep constant vigil. They are constantly praying in shifts. Perpetual adoration, per- right. Perpetual adoration to keep the evil at bay and make sure that it doesn't come out anymore. Okay. When Father Burke is summoned to investigate the uh, hanging of this girl, why isn't he warned by the church elders or the people in the Vatican, hey, by the way, in case you hadn't heard, this is the history behind this place. Why is this something he has to discover by talking, by eventually it comes out, actually it comes out through com- to her through conversation with apparently a ghost. But isn't this the kind of thing the church keeps tabs on, where their relics are, where their abbeys are? They had enough tabs on this abbey that they got people there. You know, they got to send nuns out, right? And they knew about the hanging. It was reported to them. They send Father Burke out to investigate, but they don't say anything else. Father Burke just shows up and has to learn all about the history of this abbey, its whole reason for existence in the first place. And they didn't even bother saying, oh, by the way, also, um, make sure those nuns are still praying, because if they're not, you're going to have a problem. Right. Like, presumably Uh their concern is about the evil hole <laughs> in the basement so, so so right so why wouldn't they tell them that it doesn't make any sense and they send they're like oh and by the way uh take nurse irene with you because she's from there no she's not like what? Oh, it doesn't make any sense later she's like i'm not i was maybe born there but i've never even been there so like it's just dumb and then they go and they run into I mean, they meet Frenchie. That's cute, and there's 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 jokes. Ha! There's you know funny. Oh, I put my bag on the truck when I should have put it on the horse and buggy. That's funny. And then they get to the castle and start meeting all of these creepy ass nuns. It doesn't make any sense. Who are these nuns? Like, so were these the nuns that did live there? But now they're all dead, but they still also are doing the perpetual adoration. I think the last two nuns were killed. Well, the one committed suicide. There were only two nuns left. The one who went into the door, um, she died, obviously, and she said to the other girl, you know what you need to do. And so that woman killed herself. But I don't understand why that's what she needed to do. She says the demon needs a vessel to escape. So uh, presumably this nun is killing herself so that she won't be a vessel. But can't this demon, like, walk around and... 
Find well, another vessel? Well, there is, it's supposed to be like some some crosses around the castle. Oh, to keep the evil to inside. Keep, keep, or, or, yeah, to keep the evil inside, like if he was a vampire or something. I don't know. but So it should have been like she should have run out. She should have run past the crosses and warned somebody. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, true. Because there's don't a demon in there. <laughs> you, don't no. to, you don't need to kill you. So just run away we, and keep We the... stopped praying. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And again, spoiler alert, it doesn't matter because this movie doesn't have any plot. But in the end, it turns out Frenchie is possessed. Is Frenchie possessed the whole time? And if not, why not? Why didn't Valak just... like Possess if, Frenchie if, and be done with it. Right in the beginning! Mm-hmm. I don't get it. It doesn't make any sense. So, so then they show up to investigate. And it is. It's just a, a bunch of... There's jump scares galore, just silly things that don't even matter. Like, yeah, I I feel like they the are zombie like, let's boy. Just, let's yeah, the zombie <laughs> boy. Let's just think of a bunch of scary things and put them in the movie. Like the yeah. the, the the bloody dripping nun hanging, but then once she's gone, uh, the blood still is fresh all the time. Or yeah. oh, I put the body in the tomb laying down, but now it's sitting up. Ooh, sitting that's there. scary. <laughs> oh, oh, once I exercised a boy and it went badly. Surprise, here he is, and he's going to lead me out to the graveyard where he's going to vomit a snake in my face, and then... Bury me alive. Bury me alive in a... Grave that is not fresh, like and and none of this like it's as though he's been buried there for years, and yeah. that's just comp- they. Well, she even no, says nobody that. bats an eye. She and then like I'm supposed to believe that Teza Farmiga dug that guy's grave up? No, I don't believe that. <laughs> she didn't even have any shoes on. How was she gonna like push the shovel in? I love, I love how the priest inside the coffin, once his flashlight runs out, gets the bright idea to light uh, a lighter that he had on hand so that he can see the inside of his coffin. I'm thinking and, and suck up all of his oxygen. Yeah, if you're buried alive, it's the last thing you guys should do. By the way, don't take any tips from this movie. And what are you looking for? You're in a box. Like he he just he just lights it up so that he can look down at his feet so that the nun can scare you at his feet, which yep. we knew was coming. Yeah, mm. it, it, that is obvious. It was obvious that it's going to happen. There will be like some hands coming out of somewhere, and mm-hmm. we will know that it will it will happen for sure. Why is the radio working in their place? What's it plugged into? Because there's no electricity anywhere else in this place, at least not that we know of. Because <laughs> they're walking around with candles Wait a second. the whole why, time. Why did he set radio there, anyways? Exactly. That's another question. And it only plays one song? Like, is there some significance to that song? No, it's I just don't a, know. It's, the minute I saw that radio on, I'm like, oh, we're going to get a creepy radio gag. Because it's so out of place in this spot. And again, I, the first thing I was questioning was, where's the electricity? And why don't they flip on some lights if they've got electricity? <laughs> you know? yes. Oh, God. There is, there, there is many things that doesn't make sense. Like, for example, yeah. at the beginning when they come in and then there is this, like the, the old nun that you, we never see her face. Mm-hmm. See, it's not there, but suddenly she's there. <laughs> and there but she's she, a skeleton. Like, But she's in a skeleton and, and <laughs> she's, not even, she's, not even, she's not even wearing like nun's clothes at all. It's like a veil or something. I, I, it's like a veil, like a... I don't know. 
well, what ends up happening is they get they get separated. So the, this this old lady nun, like you said, she tells them come back later because the sisters are about to do their vespers and then they've got to be silent for the rest of the night. So they stay next do, in the they have like a building next to the abbey that's a guest house and that's where creepy things happen and they go out and investigate all the time. He goes out and investigates, gets buried alive. She then feels compelled for some reason to also go out and investigate where she hears this tiny bell ringing, (laughs) which, you know, again, it's one of those deals. As soon as I saw them talk about this little bell, oh, yeah, these are bells that, you know, used to be connected to graves during the Great Plague. So if you ended up getting buried alive, you could pull on this string and ring the bell and people would know they need to dig you up. I'm like, okay, well, clearly either someone's going to get buried alive or those bells are going to start ringing. Right. Yeah, and both both happen. It both happen. Yeah, you can see it from a mile away. So that that all that happens. They come back the next morning, and when they approach the abbey, the gate opens, and for some reason, the priest, whose job is, as he has stated repeatedly, to talk to the nuns, he has asked for access to the girls, decides that he can't go in, or isn't going to go in. He just sends um, Sister Irene in. Oh, and take this key and see if you can figure out what it does. Ugh, it's so frustrating. And it's it's all in service to nothing. Like, they're not there to do anything in particular. They're not looking for anything in particular. The only reason they're there is to find out about this death and I guess talk to the nuns. And then he just hangs back for no reason. Totally content to just do his research. <laughs> <laughs> it's right, and then he does book, book research, so we get the exposition. The exposition. Oh, it's a demon. It's uh, uh. like the 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 patron of snakes or something. Like, ugh. everything is so stupid because it's not like they're not. There's no. There's not a mystery. They're not trying to solve a mystery. It's just that there is an evil demon there that's messing with them. Like the whole thing with him exercising the boy and it going bad and then the boy coming back to haunt him, it doesn't have anything to do with anything. Nothing, nothing. It doesn't mean anything. It's just this demon like messing with them and scaring them. And I felt like that all could have happened in 30 minutes. Like this should have been a 30 minute movie because the plot is so convoluted. I think that's why it made me so angry. Like I felt like it was insulting my intelligence. Like Mm. there's nothing going on here. And I, I, I imagine that there's probably an audience for this like, okay, so you're 17 years old and you want to take a date to a movie around Halloween time. And okay, great. There it's, it's, atmospheric there's lots of jump scares you can like you know pretend to be scared and snuggle or whatever that's fine but sitting and watching it as a film no sir no (laughs) this is this movie is garbage i hate it craig has very strong feelings about this i do i was mad about it i watched it in two separate like i watched the first half of it like exactly like i stopped it at 45 minutes and then i picked it up and watched and and I was watching the timestamp more closely than I was watching the movie because like every I would scroll down and like you know see how much was left and I was like oh my god only three minutes has gone by like, uh, <laughs> it felt it was it's only an hour and a half movie it feels like it's fourteen hours long the movie was all over the place with all the, the like the jump scares so that they were very predictable everything was very predictable anyways but. I guess what I what I found about this movie interesting is like I mentioned it before that it has like this adventure feeling, mm. like Indiana Jones, like a crappy Indiana Jones movie feeling, if you like. Fair enough. 
And and I, I I watched during the night, and I was hoping. Remember what, how I started that for me, the nun is one of those very scary characters. Well, it wasn't yeah. in, in this movie. I gotta say, mm. I was. I mean, in the Conjuring too, I was really scared. Yeah. And and then when, whenever there was the reference in anywhere in the in the Conjuring universe, I, I was very scared. But I was expecting much more. I was expecting mm. because of course it, it comes with this story behind that this fear that I have for this character. And then the, I, I watched the movie that is supposed to develop this character to the maximum. But at the end, it was just like so obvious. It, it's, it almost feels like she doesn't even do anything. Like she's just Mm-mm. scaring you around, but, but that's yeah. it. Creeping. That's, yeah. that's the problem. Like she's so overused, right? It, it's either her or it's another nun. Scary or nun. Whatever. Scary nun. Well, that's, that's the thing. Like what, what is Valak's endgame? I don't get it. Is it just to possess somebody? Because if it's just to possess... To possess somebody, just do it. Like, quit leading them around on these stupid goose chases throughout the castle. And and then, like, I, I still, like, okay, fine. So these nuns that there are there are, like, the ghosts of the nuns? Because then at the end, I guess they find their bodies because they bury, like, ten of them. But what's the deal there? I don't get well, that. I don't understand that. And I don't understand the part where, like, all of a sudden it becomes Silent Hill and all of the nuns are in white and they've got these gauzy, bloody things over their face. Okay, I don't get so, it. you know, now that you mentioned that, so who is actually bringing the, the, the nuns to life? Is maybe Balak himself? He's the one that is bringing all these all these uh, manifestations of fear into into the into the characters. Yes. Or they're really the ghosts. I mean, because they are. They, uh, sometimes they, you feel like they are helping, and sometimes definitely they are not helping. Yeah. So so who is behind it? And if he's Balak, why he will do that? So and they know how to kill him. Mm-hmm. You know, like they exactly revealing all the details about him. So I I don't understand that. I saw on Wikipedia that like <laughs> some nuns reviewed the movie and uh, one of the nuns said that, you know, it, it gets it right that there is a God and that there are evil forces. But one of the things that it said that it got wrong is that demon couldn't even appear there so long as the perpetual adoration is going on. Like, mm. I, I guess in, in, Catholic dogma that just wouldn't even be possible. But supposedly these nuns are dead, so the demon is continuing having them do the perpetual adoration. That doesn't make any sense because the the prayer that they're reciting, it's the Hail Mary. They're just they're doing it in Latin. I don't know what the real rules for demons are, <laughs> but you know, historically according to Christian dogma like uh evil spirits or evil even evil people who are aligned with evil spirits aren't supposed to be able to pray like stoppage of prayer is one of the main signs of evil involvement so it's it just doesn't make any sense the whole thing doesn't make any sense how they did did they know the name of the of the demon because it's supposed that the demons they hate their names and that's why why in the conjuring which one was it like the two i guess yeah yeah like Lorraine actually managed to save her, to save herself and her husband by calling him by the name. Right. How these guys, I can't remember how how they actually knew the name of the demon was actually. It was in the that. book. <laughs> it, it was, was in, in the, the book. It was in the book that very specifically outlined everything about. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. that's true, that's true, that's true. Yeah, I remember. Which was in the stack of books that they revealed by digging him up out of that grave. So whose grave was that? Oh, I guess it was that guy's grave. Why did 
Valak or whoever led him into that grave put him in the grave that would put them on the path to figuring out who he was and how they could stop him. There you go. Exactly. I don't understand that. I also don't get some of these, like, signs. Like, Father, during one of the intense scenes, he's walking around and he looks down at the crossword puzzle that he's been doing. Again, earlier he's doing a crossword puzzle, which is a weird thing to just kind of call out in a movie. So I'm like, well, he's going to see something in the crossword puzzle later. (laughs) Oh, my God, it's so stupid. And sure enough, he sees the word deliveries on his crossword. He looks up at the door in front of him and it says (laughs) deliveries on it. Oh, I better go through that. Like, who was guiding him through that door? And then he ends up in the ice house and some corpse breaks out of the ice that looks like the corpse of that woman that they previously buried. So why is she in the ice now? Or maybe it's a new corpse that they're just recent to discover. And then that's when Frenchie busts in and he saves him by chopping off the head of the corpse and it falls. What are the rules for these ghosts or demons or whatever? How can you fight them and they seem supernatural? They just appear and disappear. But a shotgun blast or chopping off their head stops them dead in their tracks. <sighs> no, and they're they're <laughs> like whatever is doing this is so powerful that it can manifest a whole room full of nuns, but it can't take out a couple of people. Like right, it it. it ugh. And, and there's, I remember there's one scene where Teza Farmiga is kneeling, like she's praying and she's kneeling in front of, I don't know, a big cross. And there's, there's a, a whole circle of nuns all around her. And then like there, <laughs> there's some sort of like, I don't know, explosive force that blows all the nuns away from her. And they're like, their backs are breaking against pillars and stuff. And um, Teza Farmiga's habit gets ripped off. So it exposes her back and it carves a, a pentagram in her back. And well, that looked cool, but what? <laughs> it doesn't mean anything. Then, and then it doesn't mean anything anymore. It was just something that happened. Let's, wow. let's not forget that these nuns are supposed to be ghosts. So then how the hell they are breaking on the <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. But here's the ultimate question I have, okay? So by this point in the movie, all this shit has gone down, and somehow they've pieced together that they need to find the relic so that they can seal the nun back up. Right. And Mary decides she knows where the relic is. She thinks it's behind that door that literally says, there is no God behind behind here. The same area that they seal off where the evil is that they're not supposed to go into ever. So why the fuck is the relic being kept down there? I don't know. Shouldn't they be keeping the relic upstairs away from the evil place so you don't have to go through the evil place to get it just in case you need it again? And if you had the blood of Christ, would you keep it in a light bulb? Like, it's in, <laughs> it's in the thinnest glass, the thinnest, most transparent glass you can possibly imagine. And it's lasted for centuries. And then you can take a bite out of it like it's an apple and suck the fresh blood out of it underwater underwater and spit it in the face of the demon. And that's how you kill the demon, apparently. And then the demon gets flushed down the toilet. (laughs) And then then the nun, Teza Farmiga, is in a pool of water that is literally maybe three feet feet deep and you see this shot of Frenchie swimming down to her like she has sunk with the Titanic and he is going (laughs) and and then he grabs her and just stands up like it's literally like two or three feet of water 
my hero. God. <laughs> that shot of him swimming down, I'm like, where are we? I mean, I, know, I, I realize that we're in the toilet because five feet away, the demon is getting sucked down the toilet. Oh, God. Well, it's just a whole bunch of big, beautiful, gorgeous set pieces. Oh, it looks great. <laughs> really inventive angles and things like that. And, you know, that's really all it is, right? It's They've just... Everything else, kind of the story itself, the logic kind of falls apart. And that's what it was criticized for, yeah. I mean, if, if you look... if you Yeah, no, like, like it was criticized precisely for, for that because there is no continuity. There is no connections. Everything is all over the place. It's predictable. So, yeah, but even like that is the most, the most successful one in terms of numbers. So, yep. Fair, fair, fair enough. I just hope that the the, the new one that they are going to make in, in in the future at least gets a little bit better than this because I don't know. <laughs> no, me too. And I, I agree with you. I agree with you that the character, that, that something good could be done with the character because it is a scary character. Those were those are the moments that I remember from The Conjuring 2 was that painting. Yeah. The painting of the nun. That was scary. And then it... it later in the movie appearing outside of the painting that was really scary and ominous and it just doesn't translate i i feel like maybe we see too much of the nun in this movie and it doesn't she doesn't really do a whole lot except she doesn't do anything yeah so yeah i get it i i agree with you i hope uh, that they can do something better with the second one i i still cannot cannot uh forget how when the priest goes into the vatican he enters into this chamber where all these cardinals are there looking and they look like a like a mob like like, like yeah, a gangsters mafia. like a mafia guys and then you gotta do that <laughs> don't ask questions we are not going to tell you anything you just go there pick up that girl and then just go and investigate and they have like the most evil faces ever in the world i don't know that's just Something that, that that it was a little bit funny for me, yeah. It's always these kind of movies. Also, like you said, the Indiana Jones-ish type movies, too, that always portray the officials of the church in a very, very yeah, bad light, they don't do. they? they do. <laughs> I don't know how fair that is. The church is pretty shady, or has been historically. <laughs> but, fair yeah, enough. But, yeah, portrayal uh, in these types of movies, not very positive, usually. <laughs> oh, man. I, Andres, I, I'm, I'm sorry. You know, I, I, I know you picked the movie. I, I'm sorry I crapped all over it but uh, <laughs> on, no. but, but but thank you because sometimes these movies that we don't like end up being some of our favorite episodes so it was fun to rant about it was it was a good rant it was a good rant i gotta say um i still i, I, still, I still believe that the, the character itself is really scary and that's precisely the reason that i chose the the the, the this particular movie the Nun is a is a very scary character, in my opinion. The Nun movie is a very non scary movie. <laughs> At yeah. least, I mean, you expect you expect. I, I was really ready for being scared. I know that there will be the scare jumps and so on, but it it was just like the story was so all over the place and and so so many illogical things here and there that it wasn't scary anymore. And for that reason, it really disappointed me. But I still do like the character. I think, I'm telling you, like, there is so much to do with this this character, this non-character. No, I'm with you. Yeah. I'm with you. I agree. I totally, I wouldn't want a glowing poster of it in my room. I'll tell you that right now. Absolutely not. Yeah. No way. <laughs> well, how often are we all on the same page with something like that? Very, very nice. Unanimous right here on Two Guys and a Chainsaw. Yep. 
Thank you so much, uh, Andres, for joining us today. It was a pleasure chatting with you. It was a pleasure talking about this film. Thank you all for listening as well. And if you enjoyed this podcast, please share it with a friend. You know, as always, as I always say, you can find us just by Googling Two Guys in a Chainsaw Podcast. If you want to hear more about us talking about something we all unanimously loved, you can uh, become a patron and listen to our two-part series that we just recorded with Andres about The Last of Us series and The Last of Us video games. Until next time, I'm Todd. I'm Craig. And I am Andres. With two guys, Andres, and a chainsaw. (laughs) (laughs) 